Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, we're taking center stage. Introducing NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of Black-led stories from NPR's podcasts. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts. Why a former Boeing executive says teamwork is the key to success. I'm Tom Shine, and welcome to The Range. Support for The Range comes from McCowan Gordon Construction, Fidelity Bank, and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Coming up, we share some suggestions from a veteran Wichita bus rider. I'm trying to get the buses to run regular hours like they used to do and run on Sundays and Saturdays, longer hours every day. But first, when Leanne Corrette graduated in 1988 with an accounting degree from Kansas State, she went straight to work at Boeing Wichita. More than 30 years later, she retired as president of Boeing's massive defense space and security operation. She was the first woman to hold the position. Corrette is now the Sam Bloomfield Distinguished Engineer in Residence at Wichita State, working with faculty and mentoring students. She told me the early lessons she learned in Wichita about teamwork followed her throughout her time at Boeing. I have a fundamental belief that if you're going to leave something better than you found it, it's actually not about you. It's about the team. And I've had brilliant ups in terms of successes, and the teams have had huge wins. But we've also had a lot of challenges and mega failures. And the reality is every win was the team's win, and every failure was my failure. And that's how I really viewed life. You were the first woman to lead Boeing's defense, space, and security business. Was there extra pressure in that role because you were a woman? I wouldn't say that there was extra pressure, no, but I was clearly different, and I have a kind of a different style. I laugh. I smile a lot. You know, I'm a hugger. And so all of that in a very uh, numbers-dominated world, it lets people uh, underestimate me, and I actually think that's been a great advantage over my career. One of the interviews I read, you talked about your four G's. Yes. Grit, gumption, gratitude, and grace. And you said, grace is the biggest gift my mom gave me. Yes. Tell me about your mom. My mom was a big believer, and she told us this over the years, how you win is as important as how you lose. And that really stuck with me because you can have bad winners as much as you can have bad losers. And so for me, having her in my head over the years, she was a really big believer in, you know, you don't ask people to do things that you wouldn't do. You treat people well, regardless of who's watching. And how you win is as important as how you lose. You have a pretty busy schedule, would be an understatement. Um, Why did you decide to spend time at Wichita State? You know, being able to share with folks at a younger age that, look, I had no career plan. I wasn't a top student. I didn't have internships. You know, if you look at me on paper, there is absolutely no reason that I was able to do some of what I've had the blessing of being able to do. And I want folks to know anyone can be a CEO. Anyone can be a team leader. Anyone can start their own business. They have to believe in themselves. They have to you know, work hard. They've got to put in the time. They've got to be willing to sacrifice. But having folks around you that you can see who've done it shows you the art of the possible. What are the barriers keeping women out of engineering and other STEM fields? 
what continues to stymie this actually starts in the earliest of grades in elementary school. Just last night, I was reading a report, and it said that by second grade, young men, boys, think that they are great at math. At third grade, young women or girls think that they're a failure at math. In elementary school, in second and third grade. And so having kids, girls and boys, actively involved in STEM-related efforts to where they can build up their confidence and know that this is doable. To read more of my interview with Leanne Corrette, go to KMUW.org. There's a lot happening at Wichita Transit. The city is building a new transit center in Delano to replace the one downtown, which is the future site of the biomedical campus, and is conducting a study to improve service. C.C. Shepard has been riding the bus since 1998, and she has some thoughts, which she shared on this month's En Route. I'm heading to Project Independence today. It opens at 1.30, and I'm just getting ready to go there, to go to class at four, recovery pathways, to have my mental illness. There's a lot of support there, too, because I was having some issues going on yesterday and today, but I'm doing better, a lot better today. I've been riding buses since 98. I do a lot of different things out in the community. I don't like the system that the buses are doing right now because they, they're so, all of them don't come in at the same time. And I'm trying to get the buses to run regular hours like they used to do and run on Sundays and Saturdays, longer hours every day, till at least 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. They've got to hire five more um, security people to help them. Then they need to hire more drivers so we can start running longer hours and stuff. So I think it would be a lot better that way. I mean, this, this way is okay, but... I don't like it. I wish the stops were they have a little farther out. It'd be a lot easier for people. Some people have to walk maybe a mile or something to, to a bus stop. And that's crazy if they're disabled or a senior citizen. They're building a new transit center. It's supposed to be in Delano. I don't know when, but they haven't broke ground yet. But I know, I'll, I'll know here pretty soon, hopefully. I think it's going to be kind of weird, but in a way it will be. It's going to take, it's take a while to get used to it because there's a baseball stadiums right there. And it's going to be a mess, but they'll have it all. They'll have it right. I mean, what I'm concerned about, they're going to get lost because they're used to coming down here on Topeka Street, and it's not going to be here very long. Not enough people know. What's on your dream wish list for the new uh, station? What do you want at the new station? I would like no drama anymore anywhere we go. It seems like anywhere we go, we have drama. People get hurt or somebody get banged up. I don't know. I just don't want nothing. I want a better safe place. We go en route every month on Wichita Transit. You can read past episodes at KMUW.org. And one last thing. For the first time since 1980... 
There wasn't a newspaper waiting for me in the driveway when I woke up this week. The Wichita Eagle will begin sending papers through the mail next week, ending home delivery for subscribers. And it did make much sense for me to read my morning paper when I got home from work at 6 in the evening, so I canceled it. I've been reading a print paper for nearly 60 years. Yes, I still consume news using my phone and computer, and I remain a digital subscriber to the Eagle. But starting my day with a paper in one hand and a cup of tea in the other was a ritual I followed for decades. Navigating the E-edition won't be the same. And besides that, without a paper, what will I wrap my fish in? Thanks for joining us on The Range. Our producers for this week's show are Jonathan Huber, Carly Cooper, Beth Goulet, Sven Knobloch, and Luann Stevens. Our digital producer is Hugo Fan, and Torn Anderson composed our theme music. The executive producer of The Range is Fletcher Powell. I'm Tom Shine, and this is KMUW, NPR for Wichita.